Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Small Talk. Today, I am joined by ex-Siena men's basketball player and co-founder of Verified Sports Entertainment, Michael Haddix Jr. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you grew up in Washington Township, New Jersey, and you went to St. Augustine's Prep. At what point did you know that you had a future in college basketball? Um, yeah, thank you. So I didn't, so my freshman year, I played freshman basketball and like, I thought I was good, you know, you know, playing freshman basketball, you know, was kind of, you know, I love a guy that I played with that was playing, played varsity as a freshman. So kind of nervous and, and you know, you know, I hurt my house a little bit, but I had a really good sophomore year, um, I came back from the summer and played well and then like played varsity and, and got some really good minutes at the end of the year. So after that, I thought I had a shot. I got my first letter and from Seton Hall, um, okay. my sophomore year. And then, like, after that, I, sort of, I was really confident that I'd have a shot to play um, Division One, didn't know in what capacity, but I was, you know, that really helped build my confidence and showed that I could that I could do it. Nice. So we talk about basketball, but your dad played for the Eagles and was in the NFL for nine years. What made you choose basketball instead of football? So um, it's, it's actually, you know, to my dad's from Mississippi, so everyone in Mississippi and down south just plays football. So growing up, um, I sort of went back and forth, and I never forget. Uh, I was always a bigger guy, and it's funny they had like weight limits when you were playing like younger football. And yeah. I was like, I was just always bigger, so I was like, all right, well I can't play, and I don't want to lose weight. So all right, I'm going to go play basketball, and I just had success and kept playing basketball. But it was funny. I just you know it was one of those things where I had really early success playing basketball and got on that path. But I remember wanting to play with friends that were my age. And because I was so much bigger, if I was right. football, I wasn't, wasn't able to play with those kids. And because of that, I just chose basketball. Well, I guess basketball ended up working out for you because you were a standout center at Siena, and you even made the first team on Mac. Who would you say was your biggest rival in college, either school or player? Um, so I'd probably say, and Meg, I know you go to Niagara, so I'd probably <laughs> say Niagara. Um, but we lost to Niagara my senior year. Um, in the championship game and just like killed me. So like I remember that game like it was yesterday. We also lost it in my sophomore year when we had a really good team um, as well in the match semifinal, semifinal. So they were a big rival. Um, they had Sharon Fisher my senior year who um, was maybe like one or two in the country in scoring. So that was wow. um, a rival of mine. But also Manhattan College had a bunch of good players that um, – um, got me by the name of Arturo Dubois, who was like a big man of my size, and we battled as well. So those are those are a few of my my rivals. Okay, well, you had a great college career, and then after, what made you decide that you wanted to get involved in finance? Um, so it's one of those things. I I moved to New York City uh, a few years after I graduated from Siena, and I just didn't know. I didn't know much about finance before I got down here, and then I just met more and more people, and they would tell me about it. And, and I was intrigued, and I ended up going to business school and just learning about it on the fly. But the more I learned, um, the more interested I um, I got in it. But I just I didn't know anything about finance until there was someone sort of opened the door for me and told me like, "There's a career, and you see all the big buildings downtown. That's what it is." And I was like, "All right, let's sort of check it out." So I gave it a shot, um, and, and loved it ever since. So, what was it like just deciding to totally change directions and make your own company? Um, it was, it's tough. It's probably harder on, so I'm married, so it's harder on my wife than me. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, one of those things where I never thought I could do something like that probably 10, 10 to 15 years ago. 
Um, but I sort of realized I had these these thoughts, and I thought I, I was, I was really passionate about it, and I sort of thought I was different, and I could go be successful. And I just sort of, sort of took a shot in the dark. I think and nowadays you sort of see some people on social media and and these businesses being sort of created of things that you know out of things that you were like, wow, you know, I could have thought of that, or how come I didn't, you know, how come right. I didn't get to that first? So, and it's also it becomes more realistic. So for me, it was like, all right, I've seen a lot of other people doing it. I think I'm just as capable and I have this passion, this unique background and connection. So I'm going to give it a shot. So can you walk me through a little bit about like what your company does? Yeah. So we, um, you know, it's called Verified. So what we do is we say we, we educate athletes and then we elevate them. So from an education perspective, um, every single, listen, man, you're on a podcast and you're a perfect example. So when you're an athlete, you have a unique opportunity to do a bunch of different things you can open a bunch of doors um and we want to make sure that every player whether that's you know division one athlete or you know division three athlete in college or professional athlete or retired athlete knows that knows that there's opportunities and doors you can open and we just sort of show the athletes a different path they can take and leverage what they're doing today to build the future uh for themselves tomorrow so that's the the education side Okay. The elevation side is we help sort of connect the dots. So, you know, if you say, hey, I want to you know, be a professional athlete and I want to create this cool company or do something really interesting, then we'll help you execute that. Or if you're, you know, a college athlete, you want to understand transition and what careers I can um, I can get to, we'll help execute on that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And I think it's extremely helpful because these are things that you don't learn in college or you don't learn in high school as an athlete. So I think it's awesome what you do. Thank you. So who would you say are some of the biggest or most popular athletes that you've worked with? And do you have any favorites or maybe a story that goes along with any of them? Um, yeah, so I'd probably say, um, you know, this is you know, one of the, the biggest named guys and, and the people that somebody has a relationship with is, uh, is Chris Paul. So he is, um, was with him a few months ago at All-Star Gate. Okay. Talking about some, some initiatives um, that he cares about. Um, he's probably one of the biggest names of people that I've worked with, but, but he's one of my favorites also. But, you know, we had a meeting for 30 minutes and, and we talked about sort of this business and, and athlete sort of education and empowerment and, and sort of learning on the fly and, and all those types of things. And it was something he's really passionate about too. So it was cool. You know, a 30 minute meeting became a two hour meeting. Yeah. Just sort of talking about all the things that you can do, whether you're in college or a professional athlete really build a network and build a brand and to be able to execute on your passions. And it's something that he really cared about. And it was cool to see someone who is, you know, a Hall of Fame player who has a million other things to do to sit down and talk about things that I'm passionate about, that he's passionate about in a way that, you know, he's just comfortable. It was one of the things where, you know, you would fault that we, you know, we've known each other for 30 years. So he's somebody that, um, that's one of my favorite guys. I'm rooting for him to play tonight, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, I know his podcast made air right away, but, they're playing today, Friday, so they're playing game uh, game six uh, tonight. But, uh, but yeah, he's one of my favorite people. Nice, that's awesome that you get to work with him. So, what would you say is one of the most common mistakes that professional athletes make when it comes to handling their money? Um, I, I think you know, it's funny. I think that one of the most common as well as most overlooked is actually it's not the day to day stuff. And I think everybody knows you know, don't buy ten cars and all these things. I actually think it's the people that you work with. Okay. Um, I think that's where a lot of things get overlooked. Um, it's just as important. I talk to players all the time. It's like when you're a professional athlete or even, Maggie, if you think about when you're going to Niagara, you probably took a lot of time to decide where you want to go to college. Right. And, and, and the idea is when you start having people that you're working with 
financially, people don't don't take that decision as as serious. Um, so I think one of the biggest mistakes is hiring young people. Whether you want your friend to run you, to manage your money, or you just need a, you know somebody that's waiting in the hotel lobby that you think is nice and that like you know is a good salesperson. So um, I think one of the biggest the biggest um, mistakes that we see happening a lot is is having the wrong people around you and, and not like, you know, not in the cliche of like, you know, with, you know your friends from, from back home. It's, it's more of the people that are making business decisions in your life, how much do you know about them? Right. How tough are they, are they to do so? I think that's one of the biggest, uh, biggest things we see out there. So speaking of mistakes, what advice would you have for younger athletes coming up? Um, so I'd say, you know, my, you know, like younger athletes, I'm, I hope I'm not that old, but I would say, um, <laughs> Yeah, I would just, you know, be curious. Don't ever you know, take what you hear, at, you know, take it at face value. So, you know, I think that when you're younger, just learn about everything you can. So, you know, my biggest thing was I discovered a finance firm when I was 30. Uh-huh. Um, so I'd say you know, as a younger athlete, just take classes that you don't, that you don't necessarily don't like or don't think you like. Um, meet people that are different than you and uh, just connect. So, you know, you know, coaches, learn about your coaches, learn about their background, learn about how they just ask questions and be curious. All that stuff will benefit you down the line. So just, right. I think, continue to stay curious in everything that you do. Okay. Well, I think that's some great advice. And now it's time for some buzzer beater questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. What is your go-to Wawa item? Uh, Italian, hoagie, uh, provolone. Hot peppers and sweet peppers, and uh, a little bit of mayo. Love that you called it a hoagie and not a sub. Um, yeah, I, haven't been, I haven't been going that long. <laughs> what is something you can't leave home without? Oh, uh, my my AirPods. I like I. There's something that I can't like just walk in silence. So always listen to a podcast or music or something. Okay. Um, do you say water or water? Uh, so I say water, uh, but I'm really different because everybody around me says water, but my parents are from Mississippi, so like I had this twang in my house that has called me to, uh, to, to mix up some of these. Uh, I had that sound through the accident. <laughs> okay. Um, who is your favorite eagle besides your dad? Um, Donovan McNabb. I love five. I think he's like, he's my guy. Yeah. He's rap, but uh, yeah, he's my favorite. Okay. And what is your favorite book? Um, uh, I like Catcher in the Rye, actually. Catcher in the um, Rye. Yeah, some shit I haven't read in a long time, but that was like one of my favorite books. And, you know, back in the day, you had to read books. Like, yeah. That really finished them. That's the one that I actually finished. I thought it was interesting. Nice. Okay, well, Mike, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This has been today's episode of Small Talk. As always, I'm your host, Maggie McIntyre. Thank you for listening.